some of the top tips that I give people who are wanting to know uh, how to assimilate or accumulate uh, business and, and what should you do and when should you do it, where should you do it. I think that the first thing you have to do is you have to always pay attention to supply and demand. It's, it's the biggest key to business because sometimes you can have too much supply and not enough demand, that business fail. Well, what if you have a lot of demand and no supply? You'll still fail. You always want to be in a place where you can leverage supply and demand and be able to scale. Now, what does scale mean? Scale means that I have to have enough infrastructure in my business in case I am given an influx of opportunity to do business on a bigger level. You never want to be caught with an opportunity without scalability. So what you want to do is you want to always make sure that you are connected with people who have the ability to scale. So that way, if you cannot scale within your business, you can go and connect with people who can scale and still be able to go forward and have the overarching perception that your company was able to achieve the objective. So you've got to have relationships. There are things right now that I am incapable of doing, but there is nothing my companies cannot do because I know somebody who can do everything I cannot do. So scalability and leverage and relationship is my first uh, a bit of advice along with supply and demand and knowing the market. Again, as we stated before, the second thing I would say or the third thing I would say is making sure that you are in a business that is not overly affected by the uprise or the downtick of the economy. Okay, it's okay to make that a hobby or even as they say in business, a side hustle. Okay, you can have a side hustle. Everybody has them. All business people have them. But you got to make sure that the side hustle is not the premier placement and position as it relates to business. If you want to do hair, do hair. I love the hair business. I believe that there is tremendous money in the industry. People pay a lot of money for it. But let me tell you, when their money shrinks, it's the first thing they stop doing. <laughs> I know a lot of women who are doing their hair and painting their nails and giving themselves pedicures in their kitchens and in their bathrooms and living rooms as we speak because when money gets tough, then the accoutrements go out of the window. Make sure you are in a business, medical. I don't care how much money a person has. When they get sick, they got to take care of it. There are several businesses, and I have about 10 of them, and when people connect with me on uh, KeonHenderson.com, they'll be able to see me give them those 10 businesses that I believe uh, that are home runs for people who want to get in business and not be afraid of the economy. So when, when they go and hook up with me on KeonHenderson.com, they will be able to see that I've got my finger on the pulse of some things that I believe that are imperative and important in order to be successful in business. Yeah, there is a historic book that has a passage in it that says, as a man thinks, so is he. I believe that thinking is to doing as three is to one. What do I mean when I say that? I believe that before you do anything once, you should think about it three times. That you will never fail by properly thinking yourself clear through a situation as it relates to business, family, what have you. It's important then, after you think about it, that you have an action plan to do something with your thoughts. Do you know, I've said this before, that the smartest place in the world is the graveyard. All of the dead hopes, all of the dead dreams are sitting there right now in the graveyard. If somebody would have just 
wrote the vision, written the vision, and made it plain so that people could read it and run with it. And so I believe that action is important. And I believe that every person who's listening to me right now, if, if what I'm saying to you is important, write that vision and then follow it. One of the most important things in business that one could ever do is to pay attention to those who do it well. You see, there is a lot of money, millions, yet billions of dollars, put in R&D, or what we call research and development, to find out what the market needs and where are the ears and where are the eyes and where will the feet go and what color must the room be and, and, and how loud should the music be and, and whether it's okay to have a pet at the front door or maybe perhaps you ought to have a, a, a bowl of water so that passers-by can allow their pets to stop and drink. There is all kinds of research and development on uh, uh, what taste buds are like. So if you eat a hamburger in America at McDonald's and you go over to uh, Australia, it won't taste the same. Uh, a, t a taco in, in Texas won't, won't taste the same uh, in Dubai because they've done research to find out the palates of the people. Well, in like fashion, most new businesses or startups don't have R&D money. They don't have research and development money. So what I did at the beginning of some of our companies is I used research from companies that had already done it. I read everything AT&T and Verizon and uh, IBM and AIG. Uh, I read what Bill Gates had done. I, I read what Warren Buffett had done. I read uh, what P. Diddy did. I, I, I didn't just stay uh, to white collar uh, uh, businessmen. I went and found out what were, what were rap moguls doing and what did uh, Michael Jordan do? How did he take a basketball and become a billionaire? I leveraged other people's research and development dollars without paying a dime. It is so important to study Apple and other companies that have done it well so that you can take that R&D where it's resources and development and do what we call rob and duplicate. Now that may not make sense to most people but it makes perfect sense if you're somebody like me. Research it, I get it. Develop it, but pay attention to people who do it well. And there is something to what they did that you can implement in your strategy. And uh, I believe that you'll be better because of it. Today I was asked a question. How do you overcome adversity? The answer is not as simple as one might perceive. I've had a lot of adversity in my life. I won't belabor the time to explain it all, but you need to know that I was born in a terrible situation. My mother never married my father. I knew who my father was without even knowing he was my father. I was in this company every day he was another person to me, but he was not the person at that time that I had known to be responsible for bringing me into the world. I'd been rejected and left behind by every person I could think of, and the people that I loved, that loved me, they died. So what do you do when you're in this world and adversity and rejection seems to be your plight in life? For most people, they fail because without the assistance of somebody before them, 
they use the excuse that no one ever taught me, which is why I don't do it. But I think you've got to dig deep inside of yourself and take failure and make it fuel. I think that instead of saying, nobody showed me, so I'm not going to do it, I think you should say, nobody showed me, so I'm going to show them they should have. I think that you've got to dig deep down within yourself and somehow, whether you're a person of faith, whether you're a person of the universe, whether you're a person of the occult, whatever it is, you've got to dig deep within yourself and find that fuel. And then you've got to hook up with a mastermind group, a group of like-minded people who see the world from a similar perspective, not the same, but a similar perspective as you, because success always happens in groups. Even if a man gets the credit, he had a team behind him. As important as Oprah Winfrey is, I just looked at her Instagram page a moment ago, and as of today, she now currently has a picture of her and her team editing something for 60 Minutes. She gets the credit, but I'm sure if you had an opportunity to her to talk to her, she would take that credit and give it to the people in the room, which is the next thing that you have to do in order to be successful. You have to be professional at giving the credit away. You've got to give the credit away because giving the credit away to the people who have helped you achieve the dreams gives them the fuel that's necessary to keep you in the place and the position you're in. If you take all the credit and get all of the credit, then you'll be on the top of the mountain with nobody to give you directions on how to get back down. I'm writing a book right now and it's so early in the stages, I'm not going to say the title, but I will tell you that it is an expose uh, that drives deficiency in the idea that I have to do what I'm good at in order to achieve my dreams. Learning the difference between your capabilities and your call is the substratum of the book. That just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's what you're called to do. Sometimes you're called to do something that you're not currently good at, that you have to become good at, and once you become good at it, you become great at it. There is something put inside of all of us. Uh, I played basketball at the highest level. I didn't make my first shot. I didn't make my last shot. I turned the ball over more times than I can count. I made a pass that was intercepted by a fast guard. I shot the ball as perfect as I could and it hit the rim and bounced back at me. I was good at it, but it wasn't my calling. I had the ability to do it. I had a 40 inch vertical leap. I shot 80% from the free throw line. All of those numbers would say to you that I should have gone on and played at least semi-pro or professionally in basketball. I'm 6'4 and I can dribble the ball like a point guard, but it wasn't my call. Find out what you were born to do and then you'll find out why you want to live. You know, it's hard in this world because with the use of the internet and social media, everybody posts their highlights, right? You know, you look on and you see people, look at the dish that I made, look at the chicken. Yes, yeah, brown, but you didn't show us how many chicken breasts you threw away that you burned. Oh, look, how I'm so in love with this person. You didn't post a day that you were angry with each other. Life is not about highlights. Business is not always about succeeding. The truth is, is that this is not Sports Center, and you will not always see the highlights. 
you're going to have to watch your life in real time speed and you're going to have to see that business go up and down. You're going to see profitable days and days of deficiencies, but it is the entire picture that contributes to the success that you will enjoy in the end because business is not just about ups. It is also about downs because there are things you learn in downs that up never teaches you. So I think that people can't be afraid to see the whole story, that you've got to be willing to fail before you'll ever be able to succeed. I think an important question is, for any person you do business with, why should I trust you? Why should I invest economically, financially, emotionally, psychologically, any part of me, why should I invest what I earned in you? You know, I had a basketball coach when I was in college, but you know he had a coach, and then he had a coach. You see, because I believe that the person you trust ought to have somebody that's leading them. So when people go to KeonHenderson.com and they want to know, why should I invest in myself through you? I say to them, don't do it because I'm coaching you. Do it because somebody's coaching me. I've got coaches in every area of my life. You see, in order to succeed in business and in leadership, I say that you've got to have a bar stool mentality. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, most people have a pogo stick mentality as it relates to business. They have one leg and they hop on it, but it's not stable. It will not last. And when you get tired, you will eventually get tired of the balancing act of only having one leg to stand on. So the most important thing you can do in leadership and in business is to have the bar stool mentality. I think you need at least four mentors. You need a marriage mentor. You need a money mentor. You need uh, a this mentor. You need a that mentor. You need a spiritual mentor because no one person is good at everything. And so you want to make sure that you have a plethora of people that you can rely on. So success won't be found in finding a single person who will invest in your life. Because let me tell you something about busy people and about successful people. They will never be available when you need them. So if you spread uh, that need around, I remember saying to one of my mentors, if you will allow me to be a liability until I can become an asset, I promise you, you won't regret it. That's another thing that I would say to people who are looking for success in leadership and in business is to make sure that when you approach somebody and ask them for their help, make sure it's not a one-sided deal. Make sure that if you're the person who needs the help, make sure the person who's helping you doesn't have to call you to give you the help. You should beat them calling them every day. Is there any way I can serve? Is there anything I can do? Because if you knew how to make it, you wouldn't need them. You wouldn't need the mentor. Pour into that mentor, invest in that mentor, find out what they need, be there for them, serve them, make sure you have more than one so that you don't have to do the balancing act that you can rest on the four corners of mentorship, which is what I call the barstool mentality.